Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. On that note, Kieran, the adults can't hear the bell. Oh, really? No, they I have, cannot. I have no idea what you're referring to. Well, if you but someone out there is mad because you just spoiled something. Yeah, I just them. spoiled something, something very close to a lot of people's hearts. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. That's right. And what we do on this show is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters. We look at all the promotional materials for said Hollywood blockbuster. And then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Then when the movie comes out, we go watch that movie and come back here and say how well we did. Yeah, or that's right. how not well. <laughs> it's typically not well, which is correct. not grammatically correct, but still. We're taking a break from that this week and we're doing one of our special episodes. And if you listened to last week's episode where we talked about Free Guy, you would have heard at the end of the episode that we essentially, through the roll of a die, were unlucky enough to land unlucky. on doing a remake of a movie that most people would consider unremakeable. Like yes. You wouldn't touch this movie with a 10-foot pole unless you're from Bollywood, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. Everyone loves this movie. Exactly. It's Forrest Gump. Like, no need to remake this movie at all. I mean, some of the special None. effects in that original movie are a little bit dated at the moment, but there's no need to remake this, but yes. So, if you're not familiar with Forrest Gump, where have you been? Yeah. This has been around since 1994. That's when the original movie came out, and it's actually based on the novel of the same name, written by Winston Groom. Mm. So, what is Forrest Gump, the original movie, about, if you could sum it up in a couple of sentences, Matty D? So, it's about a ordinary guy that's not well, very smart. He's not ordinary. Not very smart, not very bright, but he lives an extraordinary life, and we get to see his whole life and him accidentally finding his way into very... Great, great pin- moments in American yeah, history. very pinnacle moments in American history. That's right, and I think the novel is very similar. I looked a little bit into it, but... Did you see who we wanted to cast? So, yeah, that's right. So, I did my research ahead of time. I looked into this book, I read the plot, and then I read that when they were originally adapting it into the movie, that Winston Groom, the author, yes. wanted to get of John all Goodman. people, John Goodman to be Forrest Gump. The guy that you always cast in your in your plots. Yeah, exactly. He may appear in my plot again this week. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Now, but, if, you've um, li- if you've listened to these episodes before, you'll notice that uh, Kieran always casts John Goodman in pretty much <laughs> every plot he makes. Yeah, that's right. So, Just like I do Dwayne Johnson. I was all excited to reveal that to Matty D on the show, but Matty D did his own research <laughs> and he came to me and was like, would you believe <laughs> that they originally wanted John Goodman to be Forrest Gump? And I was like, God damn it, you ruined it, Matty D. <laughs> Sorry. It was going to be such a great reveal. You would have gone. <laughs> Sorry I did some work. I'll, I'll be sure not to do that in future. Yeah. Just go back to normal, man. <laughs> Just go back to normal. Just go back to being the one asking Look, all the questions. Uh, social isolation has a lot of, uh, gives me a lot of time on my hands. So I, yeah. you know, I'm yeah, actually doing enough. work for this podcast fair now. Enough. Now, apparently the character in the novel was a bit more rough edged. Mm. So he did more drugs. He was a bit more foul mouthed. Uh, did he still have like a, a learning disability? And, like, yeah, he mental... did. Yeah, he did. I think he had a, like a 70 IQ or whatever. Right. But from what I understand, the book ends not with him, you know, having a son, reconciling with Jenny. It ends with him busking on a street with an orangutan called Sue. Right. So he becomes a millionaire quite like in the movie, but then he throws all that away because he's just like, I miss the simple life. So yeah, he just stands on the street with Lieutenant Dan with a little hat out in front of him, acting as a one-man band. So So Lieutenant Dan is with him? Yeah, that's right. Lieutenant Dan's just playing the harmonica or whatever. And then Forrest Gump has like one of those trumpets strapped to his mouth and then uh, like a big drum strapped to his chest. Chest, I can see it as the, the symbols, feather, as the the symbols on his knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just playing a one-man band song while the the orangutan called Sue dances, and mm. people just walk past and what click a coins. feel-good ending that would have been with John Goodman, <laughs> John Goodman, wearing oh. the one-man band oh. uniform. <laughs> 
playing a song as an orangutan dances next to him. I, I kind of want to see that movie. Yeah. I think I should have worked that into my plot. That could have yeah. been the remake. Yeah, I think, yeah, just, just a, direct, John Goodman. a direct adaptation of that original novel would have been great, but I don't think either of us did that, really. No. No? Okay. No. I didn't do that either, so. I think the movie is so popular that if Hollywood was ever to remake it, and hopefully they never, never do, but if they were to remake it, it would just be kind of based on the movie more than anything. Well, as we mentioned before, they are actually doing a Bollywood remake of it. That's right. How how crazy is this? So, essentially, from what I've seen of the production stills, it's literally just an Indian man in a turban wearing the Forrest Gump flannelette shirt. yeah. And I'm... Guessing, I'm guessing it's going to be a similar plot, but then rather focusing on American history, it's going to be the same plot, but focusing on Indian history, mm. which I'm sure would be interesting. Will it be in the same time period? Will it be the Who knows? 60s, 70s? Probably not. I'm sure that India has its own tumultuous history that we're not really familiar with, yeah. so they could really explore any facet of that, really. Because I knew it was an Indian remake, but are they actually doing it as a Bollywood remake? Is this going to be like a music? Oh my God, you could make a Forrest Gump musical. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so many good ideas that oh. we're coming up with after we've actually yeah, written them down. Damn. Damn. That would be a really good musical, actually. So, someone must have done that. Well, not every Bollywood movie is a musical. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, outside of that, I'm not even thinking about Bollywood anymore. I'm just thinking about the concept of Forrest Gump as a musical. Yeah. That would work really well. <laughs> I just want to hear the song rendition of I may not be a smart man, but I know what love, love is. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Cast Josh Gad as. Uh, oh, God. As, as everybody. Gump. As, every character. <laughs> as every character. It's a one man show. Uh, who's going to be. Who's Jamin Honsu going to play? <laughs> He's a musical actor, mm, I'm sure. Good point. So, if you didn't know, back to the movie Forrest Gump, they obviously Hollywoodized it up. Yeah. As they said, they scraped back the rough edges from the book and made it much more family-friendly, I suppose. They worked in more of a romance story. They took away his drug habits. They took away his swearing. And, of course, the movie was directed by Who Frame Roger Rabbit's Robert Zemeckis. Love him. Love back him. Back to the Future's Robert Zemeckis. So, yeah, this guy can basically do no wrong, mm. unless it's the Polar Express. <laughs> yes. Which he also did. Uh, but yeah, he was on fire at this time. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is, of course, one of my favourite movies we, of all time. Very close to our hearts. Back to the Future, the whole trilogy is basically another one of my favourite movie series of all time. And Forrest Gump, Castaway, which we've talked about before on this show. He did all of those. Yeah. So he was on fire at this point. So yeah, he was the perfect person to do the Forrest Gump movie adaptation. And he was coming off an episode of, oh, what was the show? I think it was the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it was the Twilight Zone, the 80s version of the Twilight Zone, or maybe early 90s version, where it was an episode where Humphrey Bogart was the main character, and they did really early version of CGI Humphrey Bogart. Right. So it was an actor with Humphrey Bogart's head pasted over him. If you can imagine what that would look like in the early 90s, it looks really awful. It's basically like a photograph with an animated mouth. Yeah. But that was the test, the special effects test. To see if they could do... Yeah, this movie will. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Because... I don't know if you've seen the movie or not, audience, but there's a whole bunch of either dead or young versions of John historical F. Kennedy, figures. Yeah. Yeah. JFK, Richard Nixon, John Lennon in one scene. That's the cool thing about this movie is they managed to make it look like Gump is in yeah. with these people in this moment in time. Hello, everybody. It's editing Kieran from the future here. Just one sec. Just wanted to let you know that what I said about that episode of The Twilight Zone isn't exactly true. 
It was actually an episode of Tales from the Crypt and it came out in 1995, so a year after Forrest Gump. In fact, the episode itself opens up with a parody of Forrest Gump. It's the Crypt Keeper dressed as Tom Hanks. It's really cute. Everybody should check out that episode regardless. I think it's season six, episode 15. Just another quick point as well. I'm just about to mention that Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid came out after Forrest Gump as well. It actually came out 10 years, in fact, 12 years before Forrest Gump. So what have we learned? Take everything I say with a grain of salt and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. And it was one of those early movies where they actually were able to insert, you know, modern footage of an actor into older films that hadn't really been done before. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Steve Martin did Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid before or after this movie. I think it was after this movie. <laughs> but yeah, that was a similar sort of premise where he was inserted into like film noir movies. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Anyway, moving on. What is your history with Forrest Gump? I think I share the same history as most people, you know. Most people your age. Most people my age. Yeah. Watch this fairly young. It was one of of my movies that made me love, I guess, cinema because this movie was amazing. When I watched yeah. it, I was like, wow, this is great. It had a lot of hype behind it. Everyone always says- How to old watch were you it. when you watched it? <sighs> yeah, it would have been around 11 or 12, maybe a little bit older. Oh, really? Yeah. And you loved it? I loved it, yeah. I thought it was great. I, it's a great movie. Did it's you a- think it was a true story? No. Well, my dad told me that he was Forrest Gump was based on a real person. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe he was like kind of based like on an somebody. Amalgamation of several people. Yeah, yeah. He was my dad said he was based on somebody who said silly things, but they had a lot of wisdom behind it, which could be anybody. <laughs> could be him actually. But yeah, um, it could be your dad. Yeah. <laughs> then I realized that wasn't the case. So yeah. um I, I thought I kind of thought, oh, maybe this is based on something. So I guess it was based on a book. But yeah, when I watched this movie, I thought this is amazing. It always makes me cry at the end. Really? I, it's one of these movies that makes me cry wow. like a baby. I've never cried watching this really? movie. Really? Yeah, never. Oh, maybe it's just me. I'm a soft touch. But yeah, yeah, I just really get emotional at the end. So it's a movie that is got a lot of hype and well-deserved, and I think it shouldn't be remade, but here we are Well, we're not actually it. remaking it, Matty. You don't have to worry about that, and I don't think there's any risk of them remaking it. Yeah, but you know, it was a movie that was um, that everyone talks about as being a great movie, and I watched it during this time where I was watching a lot of the quote-unquote deep movies, like, you know, the, right. the Shawshank Redemptions, the real yeah. inspiring kind of movies, like yeah. those Green Miles, those like feel-good... Um, Other Stephen King movies. Field of Dreams, you know, oh, yeah. I was eating all those movies up, those really em- emotional movies, yeah, not so much, all those like emotional movies, that's what I was really into at that stage and Forrest Gump really hit that note for me. Hit that sweet spot. Right. Well, I was roughly 10 years old when I first watched the movie. It was something that was on free-to-air TV. I think it was the first time it was on free-to-air TV so everyone was watching it because I went to school the next day and everyone was talking about it like all the other kids in my class had just watched it for the first time. The Run Forest Run thing was such a big thing in my school. Anybody who like people would stop running because they thought they would get teased because people would say Run Forest Run to them. It was exactly the same in my school. High school was tough. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was primary school for me. So yeah, everyone watched Forrest Gump. They were really into it. Me included. I thought it was great. I didn't quite understand the context of what was going on most of the time, but I'm like, Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I just bought everything. I ate everything up. And then someone at school told me that it was actually based on a true story. Like, this all really happened. You know, this is all historical. Well, how did they get the footage? Yeah. Really? I'm like, oh, so it's like- Forrest Gump needing to pay. Oh, it's like archival footage makes sense. And this is before you realize that, you know, actors play characters. Because in your head, you're like, oh, I guess Jim Morrison from The Doors did look exactly like Val Kilmer. (laughs) Like, you just don't, you eat that all up. You, like, believe it's real. So I was more than willing to just believe that Forrest Gump was a real person. And, you know, 
He was involved. Had with you a, not seen any Tom Hanks movies? Not really. I think that was the first Tom Hanks movie really? I ever saw. I guess you know, Toy Story didn't see him, but like, not Green Mile. That was the first Tom Hanks movie I watched was Green Mile. Oh yeah. Well, I did see Toy Story way before I watched Forrest Gump. But yeah, I don't think I put two and two together. Like, it's not like you associate Woody with the voice of yeah, Forrest Gump. True. I cannot do a Forrest Gump impression. I'm going to attempt it throughout the episode, but I always oh. end up sounding like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> There's a uh, look through these binoculars. Anyway, it's going to be awful. I can guarantee it's going to be awful. I want to get into our plot straight away mm. because I know that we're going to have lengthy plots because I, I know that I do. Got a little something special arranged. Yes. So I'm really excited to hear what you ended up settling on, Maddie D. Yes, yes. Uh, let me go into... Because I'm going first, aren't I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I struggled because I didn't want to touch this movie. and It's like you with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I kind of landed on that if you're going to make this movie... The only idea I had was to do it in like a modern setting. And I know you right. said at the end of like the show last week. Yeah, that, it was, that was basically an idea that I presented. I'm like, you could do it in modern day. Yes. So you were that unoriginal. <laughs> you just listened to what I said and was like, yep, yep, I'm going to do that. I didn't. I, I like wrote it down and then I re-listened to that show and I was like, oh, Kieran's pretty much said that. So I was like, okay, I'll do something different. And then I racked my brain and I couldn't make anything work. So right. I am you going didn't to have Forrest Gump in space. I think that would have been a great idea. <laughs> Forrest Gump as the as an astronaut, kind of yeah. like the Simpsons episode. Well, hey, he was in the book. He, oh, was he? Yeah, he, he was an astronaut in the, the book. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, there you go. So my movie is going to take place now. The original Forrest Gump movie took place in 1981. Yeah, well, that's where it ends. That's where it ends. So it ends in 1981 and it starts in 1951. Mm, yeah. So my movie is going to my Gump character is going to be born in 1981. So it's going right. to be like a follow on. The next few years. Right, right. So that's where I'm going. Why couldn't you have Gump Jr.? It's a sequel. Wait, no, this has (laughs) to be a remake. You can't have a sequel. Yeah, it's a remake. So my movie is going to be called just Gump. We need to grab people's attention. We we want people to come into the cinemas. Everyone knows Gump. It's just going to be called that. And it's going to be uh, directed by Adam Sandler and the Happy Madison Production Company. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And is Adam Sandler Don't playing laugh. Forrest Gump? <laughs> oh my God, that would have been great. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, he did uncut gems, so no one can uh, no one can bash him anymore. <laughs> yeah, he just plays himself. It'll be like a, uh, what was that terrible movie where he did, um, he played his his cousin? Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, yeah, yeah, yeah it'll oh, be Jack and Jill. Um, so yeah, done by the Happy Madison production company. Directed by um, we need, Sandler, okay. We need emotional, like an emotional core because the music is so beautiful in this movie, so or in the original movie, sorry, so Hans Zimmer is going to oh. do the music. And what we're going to do... You're just taking the piss at this point, aren't you? I am absolutely not, because... Well, I think he's just contractually obligated just to do every soundtrack at this point. Yeah, so I don't think there's anybody else realistic. that does music uh, aside from yeah. Hans Zimmer, so, you know, it's got to oh, be him. Michael Giacchino. <laughs> I swear, every second movie, it's either Hans Zimmer or Michael Giacchino. They're just as bad as each other. Listen to our previous episodes if you want to know why I'm so angry about them. Yeah. Let's cool, simmer down. Cool off, cool off, Kieran. It's, not, it's about Forrest Gump today. Yeah, okay. So, I thought, what a better way to remake it, because movie's perfect as it is, uh, what a perfect opportunity to do a little bit of a gender flip because that's oh, um, what a lot of people are doing. That's a great idea. So I'm I'm being very progressive with my movie. I'm going to do it in a different direction and I'm going to have Forrest Gump as a female and her name will be Fern Gump. Get it clever because Forrest <laughs> Fern, Forrest Fern, okay. it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, know, it works. I, I didn't have a good writing team for this movie. I think it'll be. Why couldn't it be Bush? <laughs> we don't have forests here in Australia. We have Bush, Bush. Bushland, so she's going to be Bush. I only came Bush up with Gump. Fern. And uh, Fern Gump just will, just be, really hairy. will be played 
by Rebel Wilson. She's going to be oh, okay. our forest. All right, now you're just fucking with me. Uh, <laughs> if you don't like my movie, you're a sexist. So, well, she's good at playing an idiot. Yeah, she's a good comedy character. Um, yeah. So we're going to open up with some beautiful emotion. Um, what does she sound like? What does Fern Gump sound like? <laughs> she's going to do her Rebel Wilson. Life is like a box of chocolates. She's going to do her normal Rebel Wilson you never voice. She know doesn't what need. You're get. She doesn't need to change. She'll be perfect so in this role. Forrest Gump's Australian in your movie. Yeah. She's an expat. Well, no, she's, you know, she just talks like Rebel Wilson. I don't think she sounds too Australian. Maybe that's just me. But um, She could do an accent, so, I'm sure. Yeah, she could do. She did oh, an American God. accent, remember? she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, she's doing an American accent then. <laughs> oh, All right, so we open up with- She some- can't do accents. <laughs> so- I watched Jojo Rabbit again last night, and she couldn't do a German accent in that movie. You leave my- uh, she's going she's gonna to surprise you in my movie. Yeah, she's okay. going to be like walking away with Oscars. It's uncut gemmings, this. So we open up with some beautiful emotional music as a pigeon feather falls from the sky, and we get introduced to our main- not a dove feather, a pigeon a feather. Pigeon feather like yeah. a dirty grey feather. The modernised version of this movie is, okay. a, is a pigeon feather. So we get introduced so to our main... She gets bird flu. <laughs> she gets bird flu. Immediately that's, dies. That's the rest of the plot. We all cry. Happy ending. Yep. So we get introduced to our main character, Fern Gump, played by Rebel Wilson. She is looking at her smartphone, watching for her Uber driver to come. and she She's f- got it upside down. She finally gets in to the Uber, and she's carrying with her a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The unnamed Uber driver. Just under her arm in a box. Uh, the unnamed Uber driver reveals himself as Jamin Honsu. And he I thought asks, it was going to be me. No, you come in later. Okay, great. Because um, it's a rule. We have to work each other into our plots. Because <laughs> we're that vain. Yeah. He says that they have a long way to drive and asks her about where she's heading. Like what she's heading for, yeah. like where, where she's going. So Fern says that she's going to visit someone special and that she's going to give them a Nintendo Switch as a gift. Yeah, okay. Because, uh, you know, they're How great. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Fern utters the tagline to this movie where she says, life is like a Nintendo Switch. You never know what gift game you're gonna get <laughs> okay because nintendo is uh promoting this movie it's we're getting our endorsements okay. from there and i've just been playing so nintendo presents Gump, <laughs> starring rebel wilson yep jarman uh introduces his name uh introduces himself and says his name is winston groom oh wow yeah. reference to the author reference there to the author very nice and asks fern where she is from and fern then begins to tell i'm from the winston australian part of the south her life story real far south and this will be a framing device, is their conversation, will be a framing device yep. for the whole movie, right. much like So the they walk original. into a cinema <laughs> to, sit down to watch, to watch they Gump. Watch, they watch yeah. Gump. So Fern explains that she was born in 1981, which is where the yep. last movie was set, or where the last movie was ended, and she explains that she was a slow child and grew oh. up in a really religious school. This is her school. character, right? And this is her character. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not going to say that she has those trouble with her legs, but you know, she's just going to be like a slow- She innocent. had a weight problem. <laughs> I did Diet, Fern! Diet. <laughs> no, she's actually losing weight at the moment. So yeah, good for her. Probably wouldn't work. She'd be slimmed down, Fern Gump, in this movie. Yeah, that'd be great. So we see a lot of Stranger Things vibes because oh, this really? is the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to celebrate. Stranger Things season one was set in, I think, 1981, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. No, it was 83, sorry. So we're going to capitalize on that because everyone loves the 80s right now. Uh, Fern will meet David Bowie. We just need to, you know, have oh, wow. similar to Elvis in the he 50s. He was actually in Australia at that point. Boom. Well, so, this movie is set in America. but Yeah, so he wouldn't really be around. I well, guess he could turn up. He turned up in Watchmen. Yeah, this is a redone version of history, so yeah. no one would he moved, it. He moved back <laughs> he from moved Australia. Back. Or it could be another 80s icon. David Bowie is just who I thought of. Yeah. Well, he's um, an icon. Yeah. Um, so Fern and her mother. Her mother is played by uh, Maggie Smith. Gotta love <laughs> okay. her. Dame Maggie Smith. Yeah. British mother with an Australian daughter. Okay. Both yeah. playing Americans, presumably. Yeah, both playing Americans. And they own a shrimp truck. Fern? That's a callback. They own a shrimp truck together. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Imagining Dame Maggie Smith in overalls. 
wearing like a floppy hat driving yeah. around a shrimp truck. Yeah. So they, they feed shrimp to people. Uh, and Forcefully. <laughs> Forcefully. And they live in, in uh, South America or wherever. What? or wherever. Um, South America? Where like, was, <laughs> like the Not even in South. the USA? No, uh, the US South. Okay, so well, they where was, live where below was, uh, the, the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Fern meets South her friend. America is a different country, you realise. <laughs> The south of the yeah, USA. Okay, yeah. No, it's South America. So Fern meets We're in her, Guatemala. <laughs> Fern meets her friend called Jenny uh, when she has her first day at school. Who's playing young Gump? I, at I this forgot point? to cast them. So who's a young? Oh, McKenna Grace. Okay, there you go. Done. Do you have With another a fat suit on? Do you have another female, uh, another young girl character that I can uh, actor that oh. I can cast as Jenny? Uh, not specifically. We'll make stars in this movie, so it'll be some up and comer. But the older. Oh, I was going to say she's an adult now, but you could have Kian and Shipka because she looks exactly like McKenna Grace and you wouldn't be able to tell the two apart. <laughs> uh, They're like peanut butter and jelly. Yes, peas and uh, carrots. Yeah. So the older Jenny will be played by Margot Robbie because I of think course. she would be really good yeah. in the Jenny role. So. I think they did a movie together already. I could be mistaken. Yeah, I think they did as well. Yeah. So these two become really close. Uh, we go seamlessly into the 90s, celebration of the yeah. 90s, very much Captain Suddenly Marvel-esque. Gump is wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. <laughs> Fern is still innocent at school. Kurt Cobain, played by Kieran. You could pull <laughs> no. it off. You could pull it off. <laughs> could you imagine? Shoot, if he shoots played? himself in the bath. No, not yet. Okay. Uh, so he, he comes in and, and goes to this shrimp truck. He wants food. And Fern tells him that she doesn't care much for his music. And he runs away and cries. Leading the audience She's to like, assume. you smell like teen spirit. And he's just like, that's a great idea for a song. Well, no, it's, it's to... And he's like, I'm going to come to your prom as your date, uh, Gump. Like, how should I come dressed? And she goes, come as you are. <laughs> this is better. Well, I was just going to Oh, wow. Say, he writes it down on an app. <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, Kurt Cobain... Uh, Everyone would be so mad if I rocked up dressed <laughs> went, like went, went off uh, to kill himself. But, you know, that oh, worked out better. Yes, you are. So, Jenny leaves home in 1999... She's about 18. Yep. And Fern is sad. And around, turned into Rebel Wilson there for and a around, She's about 18. She's about 18. And in 2001, perfect time because oh, no. <laughs> just when the All trade right. centers are collapsing, yeah. uh, she sees it as a great opportunity to go to the big city and follow her dreams. And her dream is that she wants to she wants to take the shrimping business to broader horizons. She wants to make so it So when like they had the travel national. ban and people couldn't really travel around after yep. September 11, that's when she's just like, I'm going to go to the big city. Yeah, exactly. On her way, like traveling around, she actually runs into Barack Obama. Oh, really? Yeah, Barack Obama is like driving in a car and it's uh, Fern and another person crossing the road because she's just coming into this, you know, New York yeah. or whatever. And she's like, oh, wow, what's going on? Barack Obama drives in and goes, hey, can you please move? And get your ass out of the way. Fern says, yes, we, because she's talking about another person, can. And oh, Barack Obama's okay. like, hey. He writes it down on a napkin. <laughs> he writes it down on a napkin. He's on his way to his date with Michelle Obama. <laughs> I think they're already married at this point, but let's so, skip past that. Uh, Fern goes through an emo phase and starts continuing oh. conversations with Jenny on MSN. Again, she's trying to promote her shrimp truck business, trying to make it into MSN a brand. MSN Messenger, you mean? MSN Messenger, yeah. yeah. And maybe even Bebo. I don't know if, okay, that, wow. if that works. So in 2003, whilst working- Bebo wasn't a thing in 2001 or three. Okay. Well, then it can't be Bebo then. Bebo be, was like 2005, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it MySpace. So in 2003, whilst working at a university, so Fern comes in to take her like shrimp to 
try to get the university students in on it. She uh, stink. She she grabs a she sort of grabs a book and she throws it over her shoulder and it hits a young Mark Zuckerberg played by Maddie D. I was gonna oh, wow. I was gonna say it was gonna be played by Jesse Eisenberg, but we can't get yeah, him. He's no. he's way too a lister. It can be me. Yeah. So the book hits him in the face. You don't really look like Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> but then again. Neither does Jesse Eisenberg. So, so we, I grow curly hair naturally. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah, there um, you go. So the book hits uh, a young Mark Zuckerberg. You would have been a better Lex Luthor as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I did go bald a while ago. Yeah. Voluntarily. Yeah. yeah. Unlike me. <laughs> anyway. So the book hits a young Mark Zuckerberg in the face, inspiring him to come up with Facebook. Uh, Facebook. <laughs> I didn't even make the connection until right then. Much like uh, oh. much like Newton and his apple, that's how it happened. It hit him on the face. He's like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm going to change the world of he social media. He writes it down on a napkin. He writes yeah. it down on a napkin. So Fern starts listening to Britney Spears and gets mad about all the slack she's getting because she had that yeah. breakdown in 2007 and films herself yelling at everyone to leave Britney alone. And then she Under becomes a bed sheet. She becomes a viral sensation. Yeah. Oh, wow. And decides, you know what? The shrimp business is not going so well. I'm going to become a YouTuber. Yeah, because YouTube, YouTube would have launched about that YouTube time. YouTube has taken off. Here's a few bit things I'm padding out the middle of my movie in. Yeah, because so it needs it. In 2012, she attends the Coney 2012 oh. protests, which are completely empty because remember how much hype there was for that yeah. and just like no one cared afterwards? Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't really understand what Coney is, so she's kind of like- She's that idiot what? who defaced the statue by <laughs> spraying it with red spray paint that said Coney 2012. She's like, where is everybody? Who's Coney? Because she's trying to get interviews for her YouTube channel. Um, she goes to Joe Exotic's zoo. That's the Tiger King guy, right? That's the Tiger King guy. Right, so that's, right, very, right. that's very topical right now. Everyone's watched Tiger King, or presumably- um, Not me. And she accidentally lets a tiger out of its cage and the tiger instinctually goes and kills- What are you going to say? She accidentally let Fluffy off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> so the tiger goes and, and actually uh, mauls uh, Carol Baskin's husband. So oh, really? Carol Baskin in this universe- She just finished- I don't know. I don't just know. finished ripping him down with sardine oil. <laughs> This is going to be good for your paws. Not making a comment about that, about whether Carabaskin did or not, but in this universe, it was a rogue tiger set out by Fern, played by Rebel Wilson. Yeah, and then Carol Baskin closes down her zoo. She teams up with someone called Robbins, and then they form... (laughs) Baskin, Baskin and, and Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. And in 2013, she gets to be an extra on the wet, Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yes. Just as like a bar wench carrying like she a might, tray of drinks. She might knock like a goblet out or whatever, yeah. but we get to see cameos of all those guys because Game of Thrones was a cultural phenomenon at this time. Everyone remember before that last season yeah. where everyone hates it now? So now we get to 2016 where she's at a zoo again, and she, uh, but uh, like a proper zoo. And she actually. Trying to herd her back into the hippo cage. She accidentally. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, that's I'm mean. Sorry. That's mean. I'm sorry. This is Slim Rebel Wilson. In this, this is movie. yeah. This is just to her, and she accidentally knocks a small child into the gorilla cage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which prompts the security guards to shoot down the Harambe. famous gorilla yeah, Harambe. Great. great. Um, she, she bends over to pick like a penny up, and she ass knocks a kid <laughs> over the railing. He's leaning over the railing to get a better look at Harambe. She ass whacks him over. Yeah, starts. So the, it's all her fault. It's all her fault. Um, and, and I same, hate guns. Same, same. I hope it ends with like a fiery death. <laughs> well, she's she, she's running all... in the Boston Marathon. No, let's not go there. <laughs> it's you know, it's all an accident. You know, she doesn't mean it. She then tries to get an interview for a YouTube show from one Donald Trump, Ugh. and she asks him because she doesn't understand that she's he's going for a presidency. So she's like, "Hey, yeah. I th- you're building a new tower, aren't you? You yeah. should build a wall around it." And Trump's like, <laughs> and he writes it on a napkin. <laughs> and underlines Mexicans. 
He's like, yeah, I should. So she goes to the UFC. She introduces him to Twitter. She's like, have you seen this thing? Have you seen Twitter? He's like, no, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> and then goes crazy. Yeah. So 2016. What do you mean goes crazy? <laughs> yeah. Continues to be crazy. Yeah. So 2016 is a big year for Mike Gump. She goes to a UFC fight and gives uh, Conor McGregor some accidental good advice. And he wins the two-time championship. He gets the two belts. We're big Conor McGregor fans she, here. She shadow pants and she came in doing that walk that he does. And <laughs> he's, he's like, he writes it down on a napkin and then hands it to her yeah. so she can clean herself up. Yeah, we got come on. We got to have Conor McGregor in. in oh, and I'm surprised he hasn't made an appearance on a movie. Maybe he has, but you know, we should we should pull him in. He'd yeah. be great at it. So he's like, oh, thanks very much. I'm going to invite you to the Oscars, you know, as thank you. So uh, <laughs> Why first, is Conor McGregor going to the Oscars? Because he's an A-list celebrity. He can get someone into the Oscars. All right, so fair enough. She he's, goes to- He's doing like the award for- best documentary like he's yeah. reading out the nominees yeah, yeah you know he's just he's got he's got friends in high places so yeah. okay uh fern goes to the 2017 oscars now you probably know where i'm oh, going yeah. with okay. this and she accidentally bumps a table and some envelopes fall out and she replaces them yeah. and that leads to somebody pulling out the envelope and reading out la warren, la land warren Beatty. warren Beatty, who did it yeah instead of uh moonlight Controversial. Yeah. Oh, geez. So it was all her fault. It was all her fault. So she goes back home and visits her mum who's dying and there's a Your tearful- point is just making me realise like what a crap last 30 years we've had. <laughs> yes. How ridiculous compared to like, you know, the great moments in American history that Forrest Gump, the original movie, covered. We have tri- wow. Twitch streamers and YouTubers. Yeah. Well, um, oh, so she goes back home and there's a tearful emotional scene where her mum is like passing away. She says she's proud but that she has to go... Uh, what year is this? This is 2018, right? which okay. is where I'm going to like close the movie. Her mum had just been to Wuhan, China. She's <laughs> patient zero two years early. She tells her to follow her heart because this is what this movie is about. And she video chats through Skype, Jenny, and they've been... Who's, who's been very absent all throughout this movie. Uh, you know, she comes in and out, you know, they're still talking. And Fern professes her love for Jenny and Jenny professes her love for Fern. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's not a Disney movie, clearly. No, yeah, we're really pushing boundaries. Well, not really pushing boundaries. So then we're no. going to have a Shawshank. Catching up to the last 60 years <laughs> yeah. of history. Making it a different kind of gump movie. So then we'll have um, the climax of the movie. It'll be a Shawshank Redemption style reunion where <laughs> Jenny's working on a boat and they come in and they like embrace and they hug yeah. and they say, you know what? No matter what life throws at us, I think from here on out, it's going to be great. And this is in 2018. They have no idea what's coming. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's, and that's my- They've got uh, all of 2019's movies to look and forward then, to. And yeah, yeah. And, and among other great national and The movie ends with them going to see Avengers Infinity War in the cinema. <laughs> and then they're like, I don't think this movie will ever be outdone. <laughs> it's the greatest yeah. movie ever made. Yeah. Everything they turn to the audience and wink at the camera. Everything's going to look. It's never been a great time financially in the world. The environment's doing great. Yeah. It's going to be smooth sailings. I don't think we'll be caught off guard with anything. And um, yeah, that's my movie. There Ta-da! you go. Wow, that was actually really great. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you. Well, you know, I really struggled. I could I- tell that you're trying to push a few buttons, but uh, <laughs> let's just say you pushed the right ones. <laughs> but... Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't think of any other way to do it than that. So um, oh, there was no other choice but Rebel Wilson. That was like the only thing you could come up with. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. But you know, th- I think it'll be very Oscar. I think it'll clean it'll up Oscar in the bait. Oscars. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say because it oh, sounds really? like you might have a similar. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I have a lot of similar points in my plot. It basically covers the same period of time, weirdly enough. But I have actually done something really different for a change. Oh, have you? Whenever you take a script to Hollywood, as we know with the original Gump book. 
the original author, Winston Groom, had all these ideas about what should happen in the movie, who should play the characters. And then, of course, Hollywood came in with their bigwig producers and shat all over that. And they were like, we've got to make it family friendly. We can't have him swearing. We can't have him smoking. He can't be a gruff guy. He's got to be handsome. He's got to appeal to women. We've got to have attractive Does characters. Does like, Tom Hanks is an attractive guy, but yeah. like, was he meant to I don't think he's... Be- well, the reason that they didn't cast John Goodman was because they wanted people to swoon over Forrest Gump a little bit. He's a little bit charming. He's, yeah, charming, he's charming in like a, you know, a slow way. Yeah, I, I think people would like him more than... But that's besides the point, Matty D. So the whole idea is that producers come in, you've got this great concept, you've got this great script that's timeless, you've got this great book that sold hundreds of thousands of millions of copies. How can it fail? Well, the producers take it, they shit all over it, they, they put throw their grubby it up hands the screen, all over it, and it's a huge success. Yeah. So I'm taking that tradition and I'm going to let Maddie D fill in the role of the producer of this episode. So quite like where we did our superhero movie plot on the episode of Pullback that we appeared on, still available on iTunes, I'm going to let Maddie D make all the major decisions in my plot. Oh, okay. So you're not so, doing any work. Yeah, basically. So I've written my plot out and I've left a whole bunch of empty spaces where Maddie D is going to fill in something important. Okay. So the plot is there. Matty G is just going to influence it by making all the major decisions. Yeah. So it's and essentially, I, it's a Mad Lib script. I just want to say that I did not know this beforehand. No. So I'm completely unprepared. Yeah, so I thought I'd should, surprise you. Should make for some interesting content. So I'm just trying to be reflective of actual Hollywood here. Because yeah. this is something that this happens. This is what all would happen time. in a Gump movie. Yeah, I think it was only today that the director of Suicide Squad was just like, well, I didn't intend it to be like a comedy movie or over the top or anything like that. I wanted to make a gritty, proper Suicide Squad movie. But yeah, they just ended up shitting all over it. Mm. So here we go, Matty D. So let's go. We're going to try and get through your choices as quickly as possible so we can mm. move into my plot. Okay. But the first thing I'm going to ask you is I need you to come up with a singer from the 90s. We'll go Um, Justin Timberlake. All right, Justin Timberlake, putting that in now. So now I want you to give me a male comedian, someone that you like and respect. Does it have to be someone I like and respect? No, not necessarily. can be any male comedian. Current, of course. You have to cast them with modern day actors. Current comedian? Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yep. Okay. No, can I change? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's her name? The female comedian. Well, I specifically said a male comedian. Oh, you did. You did. Sorry. Now give me a food. Any food you like. Mushrooms. <laughs> okay, mushrooms. Now I want you to give me a great actor. So Maddie this is D. a male. <laughs> uh, a great it actor. Could be Maddie D if you like. But uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There we go. Perfect. Next, I want you to give me an idealism that ends with ism. So it can be fascism, it can be socialism. You want communism. me to say feminism? It could be. It can be any ism. Don't feel like you're being influenced by me at all. <laughs> uh, we'll go away from that. We'll go capitalism. Now I need you to give me a former child actor from the 90s. Ooh, former child actor from the... Oh! Has to be a guy. Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond? Yes. Perfect. Let's punch in Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. Is that right? That's right. Screech himself. Uh, Now can you give me a noun that's a plural? It can be any object. It just has to be the plural version of that noun. (laughs) Microphones. Okay. Matty D's just literally looking at the closest (laughs) thing to him. Very creative. Now, can you give me a TV show from the 90s? Uh, <laughs> different Strokes. That's not from the 90s. Oh, isn't it? No. When's that from? 80s. Oh, The Cosby Show. That's from the 80s. Is it really? Yes. 
Friends. Friends was big in the 90s. We Friends, want, we okay. Want your, uh, we want your movie to have some nostalgic value. Here's an interesting question for you. Oh, How yeah. many DVDs do you own? Like physical DVDs? Currently, I don't own any. I used really? to have some. What have you done? I used to have, I, all my DVDs are at my parents' house. Um, oh, really? That I had, and I had quite a so lot. A copy of Amelie is there, had, Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, I had, I would say, I, I don't know how many off the top of my head, but Just I would. give me a number. I would ga- like, gauge about 25. 25, great. Now, can you give me a sport? Professional wrestling. Great. Don't say it's not a sport, it is. No, I'll accept it. WWE wrestling, not that, you know. Not that fake professional not, wrestling not that Gre- they have. Greco-Roman wrestling. I-, I want steel chairs and tables. Yes, and The Rock. Now, this is an easy choice. Just either say man or woman. A uh, woman. Now, can you give me the title of a popular book? Uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, or Fifty Shades of Grey. You Fifty can Shades it. of Grey, it you is. Can pick. Eat, Pray, Love would have been good, but I think Fifty Shades of Grey will work better. Can you give me a small noun? So it can be any object, but it just has to be small. And I'm not including body parts, so don't say penis. <laughs> My first thought is vibrator. Why is your first thought vibrator? <laughs> I don't know. Give me a small object. Vibrator. <laughs> Let me think of another small object. Huge vibrator. <laughs> uh, mousetrap. Mousetrap. Perfect. This is going to work really well. I I'm hope excited. So. Why did I think mousetrap? Why did you think vibrator? I don't know. Can you give me a physical activity? Don't you be know. afraid to get crude. You know. You know, no, sexual intercourse. Know. Intercourse. Wow. So it's that kind of movie now. Okay. It is now. Yeah, wow. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, can you name a disease? A, a disease like illness or whatever? Well, I mean, the obvious one would be COVID, but I don't want to. I don't want well, to. That's not a disease. That's a virus. Oh, it's a virus. Chicken pox is a disease, isn't it? Uh, smallpox is. All right. We'll go smallpox. Okay. Kevin I think, McAllister I think from both, Home Alone. Yeah. You're such a disease. I think chicken pox and smallpox are also a virus, but I'll just put smallpox in mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't have all can day. Can I have the plague? Yes. You can, can have, have the, the, bubonic, plague? the bubonic plague. Okay. I'm going to go the plague. And can you give me a name? Just a generic first name. Kieran. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Now, can you give me a plural body part? So like the p- eyes, ears, mouth, nose. Well, no, well, it has, that to, be has to be plural. Yeah, yeah. So eyes, ears, you know, nostrils. feet, feet, feet. Okay, yeah. feet. I like that you looked at your feet when you said it too. Like you looked at your whole body up and down. You're like, yeah, what have I, I like, got? Two what of? have I got two of here? Uh, and now, can you give me two a- brains? Because I'm so smart. Can you give me the name of an actress that you find incredibly attractive? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Who was in Ragnarok? Who am I thinking? <laughs> That's Tessa Thompson. Oh, can I read? No, that? it's going to be Emma Thompson. No, okay, let's All go right, Tessa let's Thompson. Yes. From Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And what else was she in? Men in Black. We talked about oh, her in that's this right. episode. Yeah, of course. Uh, not in this show. Yeah. Okay. She's an interesting choice. I can't wait to, to reveal how she's worked into the plot. Look forward to it. And uh, now, can you give me an adjective? A uh, hairy. Hairy. Very interesting. Again, he looked at himself, folks. No, that's not true. <laughs> I tease. And now, can you give me another body part? This can be plural or singular. Nose. Interesting. And uh, give me another body part. Jeez. Okay. Um. Finger. Finger. Eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Head. Shoulders, knees, and toes. Now, can you give me another actress who you would respect? Uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Perfect. And can you also give me a piece of clothing? Uh, lingerie. Lingerie. Oh, that's a style of clothing. Yeah. So should we just simplify it and make it panties? Okay. Now, can you give me a competitive hobby? So a hobby that you have where you would go up against other people and compete. So like chess or something like that. Sword fighting. Sword fighting? Yes. Okay, that works. Let's put that in. Is this going to replace ping pong in the movie? <laughs> as far as I'm going to be sword fighting Not necessarily. <laughs> It could be. All right. Can you give me a country? Any country in the world you like? 
country in the world will go Russia. Ooh, interesting. And now can you name a really famous person? Any famous person you like. Can be an actor, can be... Uh, a PewDiePie. Okay. A notable figure. Yeah, perfect. Why not a YouTuber? Forrest Gump starring PewDiePie. No, that's not <laughs> the case. That's not what I'm doing. And can you give me, just for something different, another plural body part? What have I got two of here? Uh, elbows. Elbows? Yeah. Mm. No? No, that doesn't work. You're me- vetoing elbows? No, okay. that doesn't work. Give me something better than that. Ankles? Knees? Eyes. Eyes? I only do eyes. Okay, yeah, let's, we'll do eyes. let's do eyes. Window into the soul. Folks, I really wanted him to say testicles, but no, he refuses to go as crude. <laughs> as crude as I want him to. You could have been like, every now could have been like, penis, sex. I was kind of hoping we were, you know, a little bit more yeah, adult than but that. Yeah, I don't know. This is what we sword used to fighting, do. Sword fighting and elbows. Yeah. So, oh, so it's sword fighting like pork sword fighting. <laughs> Like what you do in the urinals. What do you do in the urinals? Uh, Obviously not what you do. Make make friends in the store next year. Yeah, exactly. I see the little hole there and I'm like, what's this? No. Anyway. Now, the last thing I need you to give me is an addictive substance. can be drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, anything you like. Coffee. Coffee. Perfect. And that's the very last thing. So that means now we can get straight into my... Let's go. I'm invested now. Forrest Gump plot, which, of course, has been dictated slash ruined by... Excuse me? Matty D's decisions. Uh, you came, I'm sure it's only going to improve me. it. Yeah, you came I'm, my I'm business. sure it's only going to improve it. So right. the director that I had in mind was, of all people, Robert Zemeckis. Because I'm like, well, he did the original. Why not bring him back to do it As again? the producer, I'm unhappy with that decision. Oh, yeah. Who would you get? Who would no, you it's get? okay. You're we'll, in charge. We'll let it, we'll let it go. Well, Robert Zemeckis, yeah, we'll, we'll let you. Because I want to see what he can do these Christopher days. Nolan is what uh, what the production company oh, would Oh, really? Like. No, we'll, we'll rub us and make us. Okay. Uh, well, maybe we can settle in the middle and just have Hans Zimmer do the soundtrack, <laughs> like in your movie. Yay. All right. So, the movie opens in 2019, <gasps> just wow. a year ago, where we see Forrest Gump, played by Dustin Diamond, <laughs> screeched by Shane by the Bell. That's weirdly appropriate. Can you imagine? What? <laughs> Why did you want a '90s actor? I was just going to throw you off. I wanted. I didn't uh, want you to try and guess who was Dustin who, who was Diamond. Forrest Gump, likable Dustin Diamond. Yeah, yeah. He, he screech. has black curly. He hair. does the screech voice instead of like the Forrest Gump voice. So he's waiting at a bus stop. A mouse trap falls from. Is the he sky. going to the Save by the Bell reunion? Yeah, maybe. No, <laughs> that he's not invited. He's to? playing Forrest Gump. Okay, he's not screech from Save by okay. the Bell. So a mouse trap falls from the sky. Maybe it was knocked out of a window of a tall building. Maybe like a cat was running across the top of a roof with it in its mouth and dropped it. Uh-huh. But a mouse trap falls from the sky, and Forrest collects it and places it inside his copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so Forrest Gump is sitting at the bus stop reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Massive erection. Yeah. Mousetrap falls down, snaps on his penis, and he's like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> so a lady sits down next to Forrest, and he tells her that life is like a box of microphones. You never know when you need to say something important. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, it's a good uh, metaphor. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. That metaphor works so well. Yeah. And then he tells her his life story, whether she likes it or not. So we cut back to 1989, where we see 10-year-old Forrest, who is being played by the kid from Jojo Rabbit. Nice. What was that guy's name? Good casting. Yeah. Oh, well, he didn't win any awards, so he's not notable enough to be <laughs> to be named. But anyway, so he is being told by a doctor that he has temporarily lost the use of his feet. Oh, no. Which is kind of appropriate. Wow. In the original movie, they strapped his legs because his spine was crooked, so he couldn't really use his legs that well. But here, he can't use his feet. I don't know really how that so he can't run at all. Like, he can't run. He can't really walk. Maybe he's just got dead feet. Like, he can't feel them. (laughs) So he has to hobble everywhere. God, this is terrible. So he has to wear corrective shoes. Okay. There you go. So instead of leg braces, he's got these giant Harry Hill-style shoes. Yeah. 
So Forrest lives alone with his mother, who is played by Tessa Thompson. Wow. I don't know how she managed to <laughs> give birth to Dustin Diamond. Some questions there. But yeah, okay. Fair right. enough. Tessa Thompson is younger than um, Dustin Diamond. Dustin she sure Diamond. is. But he's being played by a child at oh. this point. So they're going to put old lady makeup on right, her. Right. Back gonna, to the future we're style. We're going to age her, right? Yeah, as, she, um, as she gets older. Irishman point, style. Or yeah. reverse Irishman stuff. Yeah, they probably would do it with CGI these days. So Forrest's mama is the landlady of a small tenement building, and that night we see them watching the fall of the Berlin Wall with a few of their tenants. Now, one of their tenants is Matty D, of course, because that course. was the only place I could squeeze him into the plot. I'm there. But I'll appear later, obviously, because I've been named. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Anyway, so one of the tenants teaches Forrest how to beatbox, which his mama disapproves oh. of. <laughs> And we're like, wow, look at this guy. Who's this guy going to be? Is he going to grow up to be a famous rapper? Or who knows? But this singer turns out to be Justin Timberlake. There you go. Well, he did He did beatbox yeah, exactly. in, that, uh, in that 2000 and whatever song he did. Yeah. Oh, I barely boom, remember that. Choom, boom. Oh, yeah. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Could you really call that beatboxing? <laughs> Don't be so quick to <laughs> walk away. Dance with me. Oh, and so because... <laughs> Forrest Gump was dancing yes. while Justin Timberlake was going boom with his boom, dead feet. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom boom. Like, it's like, oh my god. He kid. did a special kind of dance. And so he inspired the song Dance With Me. Yeah. Makes sense. It's, see, it's all coming together. So on his first day of middle school, Forrest meets a young girl named Jenny, and the two <laughs> and the two bond over a shared interest in friends. Which I mean, makes sense. They, sure. they would have been watching it on TV yeah. at the time. She's really into Joey. He was also really into Joey. <laughs> Everyone likes Joey. And they quickly become fast friends. And so young Jenny is being played by Julia Butters, who played the little girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Good casting. Because she needs to be in more stuff. Good casting. Now, because Forrest has an IQ of 25, <laughs> so in the original movie it was like 70, <laughs> this movie's a bit dumber. <laughs> so he's basically brain dead. He's got an IQ of 25. He can just form sounds with his mouth. That's it. He's often bullied at school. <laughs> and the other kids call him Hairy Feet. <laughs> Hairy feet, hairy feet, because not only can't he use his feet, but they're also really hairy for some reason. He's like a hobbit. Don't know why they just didn't call him hobbit. What? How do they see his hairy feet? He just comes out of the change rooms one day. It's like, what? His... Yeah, exactly. Because his corrective shoes are so huge, he has to take them off to air out his feet. And it's just a massive mat of hair just comes tumbling out. So one day while walking, sorry, while hobbling home with Jenny... Forrest is chased by a group of bullies. Yep. But Forrest suddenly overcomes his affliction and reveals that he's an incredibly fast runner. So all those years of wearing those corrective giant shoes have paid off. Because they're heavy. Yeah. And so heavy. he's like really fast. So yeah. it's like it's like when athletes it's like a paddle foot. It's like when athletes work out in water, like underwater. Yeah, it's like exactly. it made him really strong. And he could be a really fast swimmer as well, because he basically has <laughs> these huge hairy flippers for yeah. feet. So we fast forward to nineteen ninety nine, where this natural speed helps Forrest get into university, where he enters on a professional wrestling scholarship. Yeah. So they're like his feet are so heavy he just kicks people he and knocks them out. He joined the uh, NXT Performance Center under the guise of Triple H. Yep. And they're like, son, we want you at Washington State University. <laughs> Welcome aboard. So Forrest is so good at professional wrestling that he joins the WWE <laughs> and he is presented an award by President Clinton. Oh, wow. So he goes- Clinton? Yeah. What year is this? 1999. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So he goes all the way to the White House Does uh, President being Cl so good at professional wrestling. <laughs> Does President Clinton and Dustin Diamond shave Vince McMahon's head? Is that what yeah. happens? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm guessing Forrest Gump's a baby face, right? Throwing out wrestling terms here. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. He's like the hairy-footed wonder or whatever <laughs> they would call him. The beast foot. 
Forrest briefly reflects on Bill Clinton's sex scandal and sympathizes with Monica Lewinsky. So he takes her side. He's like, I don't think it's fair that uh, <laughs> poor old Monica Lewinsky got all the guff and Bill Clinton got away scot-free. Uh, it's um, just not fair. It sounds like you're liking doing this impression rather than the Forrest Gump impression. Yeah. Well, I can't. Well, he's not the same actor, so he wouldn't do the same voice. No. Like I said, he's just doing the screech voice. Mm, here we go. Step, step yourselves in, guys. All right. Unfortunately, Forrest Mummer is killed during the September 11 terrorist attack. Oh my God, what a downer. So she was traveling to New York on a holiday and the plane ended up slamming into the building, unfortunately. So Forrest decides to enlist in the US Army. So she was in the Trade Center or outside it? She was in the plane. Oh, okay. She was in one of the Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. So as a part of the war on terror, Forrest is sent to Afghanistan, where he makes friends with fellow soldier Bubba, who is played by Pete Davidson. Nice. I could totally see that. Not inappropriate. So Bubba convinces Forrest to join him in the mushroom business <laughs> after their tour of duty. Now, I don't know if that's like wow. drug mushrooms or just actual like kitchen mushrooms. I, I like to imagine that they're just kitchen mushrooms, like he grows so mushrooms in this a starts patch. Be, This starts to become Breaking Bad. No, they're not drugs. These are just regular cooking mushrooms. That doesn't sound like it. <laughs> well, it's Pete Davidson, so who knows? <laughs> he does that on the side. That's his side business. But they're actual just generic mushroom business. They're growing mushrooms. Maybe he tries to sell them. They're regular mushrooms. And he sells them, but everyone thinks that they're like magic mushrooms. So you're like, Sam. You're going to buy mushrooms from Pete so he's Davidson. Just standing just there. Like, Wait, these are just normal mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, I've got really good mushrooms, guys. And I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll have some of those. Yeah. They eat them and then they don't do anything. And they're like, what the fuck, man? You ripped us <laughs> off. And he's like, I didn't say they were hallucinogenic. <laughs> they're just regular. They're really good mushrooms, guys. <laughs> Have you tried them with eggs? Yeah, shiitake mushrooms are really meaty and nice. <laughs> it's going to be great. That'd be a smart business for him, actually. Yeah. Selling mushrooms. Yeah, anyway, just let's, regular let's continue. store mushrooms. So while on a routine patrol under their superior officer, Lieutenant Dan, who was played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, that's a perfect casting. Yeah, it works. Bubba, Forrest, and the rest of their platoon are attacked by enemy insurgents. During the attack, Forrest is hit by a bullet in the nose. Oh, I, guess no. it, I guess it knocks it off and he just looks like Michael Jackson for the rest of the movie. <laughs> but bravely continues to save the rest of his team, including Lieutenant Dan, who has lost both of his eyes. His eyes were blown off wow. <laughs> during the conflict. So I guess just shrapnel hit him in the eyes and Man. he went blind. And Gump can't smell what the rock is cooking. No, he cannot. <laughs> oh, wow. So sadly, Bubba is mortally shot in the finger and dies in Forrest's arms. So one guy gets shot in the eyes, one guy gets shot in the nose, but the guy in the finger dies. Yes. Oh! Like holds his finger up at the sky, just like, oh! He bleeds out just from his finger. Poor Pete Davidson. He'll never sell another mushroom again. So when he returns to the US, Forrest gets a medal from President George W. Bush. Because he's fighting those terrorists. Yeah, that's right. And George W. Bush accidentally pins the medal to Forrest's panties. Because he was just wearing pants. Maybe like his whale tail was sticking up out of the back of his pants. Well, it was the 2000s. Was like, that was the thing. He was wearing a G-string and George Bush was a psycho. Uh -huh. He's like a goofy guy. So he pins the medal to his panty line. And Forrest is such a dope that he doesn't notice that it's strange. And anytime he's wearing his medal, he wears it on, on his, his panties. panties. <laughs> Maybe underneath the pants. Who knows? So while Forrest was in the army... Forrest discovers that he was unnaturally good at sword fighting. Ah! Oh. And he's able to beat the world champion while in a competition in Russia. So he went all the way to Russia, to Russia for sword fighting. Because they're known for their sword fighting. Yeah, I don't know if we've established that this is like urinal sword fighting or traditional fencing. Let's go fencing. On, fencing. And yeah, because he's so good, he becomes uh, like a worldwide sword fighting phenomenon. Everyone's like, this guy is so good at sword fighting. He's asked to be on the David Lenneman show. And while he's there, he sits on the couch next to PewDiePie. Because PewDiePie is on David Letterman for some reason. Yeah, and then he's just like to David Letterman, you're mean, David Letterman. 
You invite me on your show to make fun of me. Is that your PewDiePie impression? Yeah. David Linderman. <laughs> you invite me on your show. It gives yeah. him a bro fist to the face. So Forrest meets up with Jenny, who's now played by Judy Dench. <laughs> Love it. Ancient Judy Dench. Love it. M from the James Bond movies. Wow. So we I had- mean, she's attractive. I, I, yeah. I would go there. <laughs> she's aged a lot in a 10 years. She went from Julia Butters to Judy Dench in the space of about 15 years. You know, these last few years, they've been hard ones. Yeah, and you know We've- why? Because she's at an anti-Iraq war rally. She's right. against the whole, like, blood for oil conflict. <laughs> yep. And Forrest discovers that she's become a capitalist. So she's like, <laughs> I'm really against war, but at the same time, like, I really like money. Like, All this war is bad for business. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this isn't good for our economy. I think we should have, like... The government shouldn't... Yeah. Uh, the army should be privatized. Yes, exactly. We should be going to uh, to war for a... Bu- Laser fair capitalism yeah. is what I'm, needs I'm to be... I'm against blood for oil, but I'm really for oil. <laughs> Like, I think we should just have our own government-controlled yeah. war. Should be, it should be privatised warfare. So, needless to say, Jenny is a little confused. <laughs> so, because she's so confused, yep. she doesn't know what she believes in. She's a capitalist who is against the war. What a conflict. She, this ages her, like, severely. What, a, like, what she, an internal conflict. She ages conflict. 50 years overnight because of that internal conflict. We can conflict. de-age Judy Dent. No, we don't need to. She's no. banging right now. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Pin-up girl right there. Wow. The sex scene would be interesting. <laughs> Dustin Diamond and Judy Dent going at it. So Forrest fulfills his promise to Bubba and starts up the Bubba Gump Mushroom Company. Just there on the uh, the Pleasure Pier, the Paradise Pier, whatever it's called in LA. There's just that big restaurant, the Bubba Gump Mushroom Company. Yes. Big green building. They only cook mushrooms, that's it. <laughs> I'd love that. And he soon becomes a millionaire because, you know, there's a huge profit in, in mushrooms. Maybe he's doing the Pete Davidson thing and just selling them on the street corner illicitly. People spend more money than they need to on store mushrooms. After years and years of being addicted to coffee, which probably also aged oh, yeah. her, Jenny returns to Forrest. <laughs> so she's like, I've kicked she's, this coffee addiction. She's, like, she's yeah. really supporting George W. Bush because he's really behind capitalism. She's really into that. She's staying up all night, like drinking coffee, drinking coffee. And like, there's a scene where she's standing up on the balcony, like contemplating suicide. <laughs> drinking she, coffee. Yeah, drinking coffee. She's, she's on like, a coffee high. She's on edge and she just wants oh my to God, like, my God. wear herself down. So she returns to Forrest and the two live together for a short while. One night, Forrest proposes to Jenny. Jenny, but she refuses and disappears the following morning. And what does he say? The, the, that's a great he line. Says the iconic line. I may not know what sound checks are, but I know what a microphone is. He's <laughs> obsessed with microphones may, for some reason. I may be Dustin Diamond, but I know what love is. I may not hear the bell ringing, but oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway. So heartbroken, here we go, here we go. This actually makes sense for Dustin Diamond. Heartbroken, Forrest spends the next three years having sex nonstop. So he's just sleeping with every woman he comes across. Pound, pound, pound. Why not? He doesn't stop. (laughs) Becomes an inspirational figure to many people. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he set up like a shop window that you can come and look in like it's Amsterdam. Yeah. He's just there with- He's got videos. A long line of hussies. Yeah, he's releasing- Oh my God. He's He's got like those those inspirational videos, but it's just him having sex with like, you know, the Inception theme over the top. Yeah, exactly. When he stops, when he finally climaxes for the final time. Took him five years, did you? Three years, three years. Five years would be ridiculous. (laughs) Come on. Forrest receives a letter from Jenny who asks him to come and visit. She saw the tapes and she's like, man, I got to get some of that. (laughs) Did Dustin Diamond write this script? (laughs) (laughs) It's Judy Dench. 
Yeah. Light my fire, baby. <laughs> wow, Dustin Diamond, you're so good. So this brings us to present day, back to 2019, where the woman sitting next to Forrest at the bus stop tells him that Jenny's house is only a block away. <gasps> She's right here. You don't have to catch the bus. You can just run there. So Forrest runs to her front door, <laughs> his hairy feet flapping in the wind. And there, Jenny introduces them to their child, Kieran. Of course. Who's played by me. Of course. <laughs> I am the son of Dustin so Diamond ha- and Judy How Dench. old are you in this? You're like 10? <laughs> it's me, present day, you know, 30 plus me. Wearing one of those propeller hats. <laughs> I've got drawn on freckles on my cheeks. Yeah, have a shave just yeah, to like, yeah. make you a little bit younger. But yeah. And rosy red cheeks as well. You're doing a podcast. You're telling yeah. them to get out. I talk in like a kid voice. Yeah. I'm like, hey, daddy, what you going on? <laughs> oh, my God. It's me, Kieran. <laughs> God. Playing myself for some reason, your right. child. So Forrest and Jenny finally get married and the three move in together. But unfortunately, Jenny has caught the bubonic plague mm-hmm. and soon succumbs to her illness. It's because of that rat trap, that mouse trap. That, that rat he, trap had the bubonic yeah, plague. That she opened up the Fifty Shades of Grey. She's like, why is she reading this? Ugh. And there's a mouse trap in there and she scratches her finger on it oh, and gets no. bubonic plague. So oh, it's no. all Dustin Diamond's fault. It's all Forrest's fault that she dies in the first place. How heartbreaking. So the movie ends with Forrest sending off little Kieran to his first day of school clutching a copy a worn and battered copy of Fifty Shades of Grey as he goes <laughs> gonna be the most popular kid in school and as, Ki- as Kieran runs to catch the bus the mousetrap falls out of the book and blows away in the wind somehow <laughs> right it rolls down the hill there you go just they're on a hill it just scatters down the hill and the final shot is just the mousetrap sitting in the gutter and the inspirational Hans Zimmer music blares over oh, the top. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. And and not a dry eye in the house. No. Yeah, so that was my plot. What did you think? Loved it. Perfect. Um, it kind of worked. That's the scary part. I wasn't expecting that to work at all, but it kind of worked. Worked is an interesting way to describe it. But yeah, I, I want to <laughs> see it on the cinemas. As, yeah. as your production company, I just want to see the sex I'm scenes, giving geez. it the green light. I'm yeah. saying, let's go ahead. Let's start pumping out merch. COVID, no COVID. We're putting this this movie in cinemas. Yeah. I just want to see Dustin Diamond as Forrest Gump now. Oh, that's great. Such inspired <laughs> casting there. Oh, there you go. Well, wow. you know, I did my best. Wow. So after that mess, <laughs> if you have any ideas of what you think would happen in a Forrest Gump remake... You can let us know at several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter. According to Matty D, we're pretty easy to find, but yes. I've never been able to find us in a Google search we're on there. Potential Spoils in uh, Twitter and we're Potential Spoils Pod in Instagram. There you go. Or you can dig us up on Facebook. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast on there if you know how. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you think would happen in... <laughs> Your Forrest Gump movie. Let us know if you prefer one or the other, yeah. or if you hate Who's both. Who's better? Who's um, better? The Rebel Wilson starring Forrest Gump or the Dustin Diamond starring Forrest we Gump? Take, uh, we take hate mail too, so yeah. I'm sure there will be a few of that. So Yes, there will. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Spoiling a classic. Every time I talk about Rebel Wilson on this show, I get hate mail, so I don't think today is going to be any exception. And the Dustin Diamond fans are going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> the Pete All Davidson fans. Yeah. The Pete Davidson fans are going to be up in arms. But yes. So before we go, I just want to say what we're doing next week. We're now we're actually going back to the well. We're going back to a movie that we've covered in the past and we're seeing how well we did. That's right. So we covered this on a previous episode. So we're yep. going to look at how well we predicted a previous movie. So the movie that we're going back to is X-Men Dark Phoenix. That's right. That's right. So before you listen to next week's episode, listen to... If you haven't already, go back and listen yeah. to our X-Men Dark Phoenix episode. Listen to what we had to say about Jennifer Lawrence. Watch the uh, X-Men movie. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to. That movie did not do well. 
and then you can be prepared to hear what we have to say about yeah. how well we did. Yeah, so uh, I don't think we did pretty well, but I guess yeah. we'll see. We're going to have a competition element. We're going to see who got closest to the final film, and I guess we'll settle, I don't know, who's the biggest X-Men fan? Who's who the better predictor? Who, who knows? knows? We'll find that all this out next week when we go back and do an episode of actual spoilers. Yeah, but just like a feather floating in the wind. Or a mousetrap rolling down a hill. We're going to go off, we're going to catch our bus, and ride off to visit our estranged children. That's right. Now I feel like my... I Use at 25 <laughs> doing this episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Even if I like wanted to run, like I can't because like I'm getting like really bad chafing. See this? Like, yeah, it's getting so bad now, like it's beginning to smell like roast beef. <laughs> which is making me even more hungry now, isn't it? <laughs> The fish eye! Uh, the fish eye! Dude, the fish eye! Woo! Dude, hey, let me ask you something before what? I leave. Let me just ask you. Come here. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. What? You are so beautiful. Have you ever had a dirty Sanchez? Oh! <laughs>